Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames, brought to you by Built Bar. And uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, I have been MIA, and I deeply apologize. Um, my mom is back home sick with uh, coronavirus. She's finally on the mend, so I've kind of been, um, you know, the on-call nurse. <laughs> Uh, organizing any sort of grocery delivery that she needs, forcing her to go to the doctors, <laughs> all those sort of things. But um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, I can't believe that June is right around the corner. I woke up this morning with an email that was talking about plans for June, and I was like, what on earth I feel like I blinked and we're done with May. April also went by really fast. Um, March, I swear to God, March took like six years to get through. But um, before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit more about our sponsor, Built Bar. This is a protein bar. I'm looking at it right now. I'm holding it in my hands. I had one for breakfast today, and it tastes like a candy bar. It reminds me so much of candy, like, I don't know what brand it was, but when I was little, my grandfather used to have these chocolate raspberry candies, and I eat the raspberry ones because <laughs> they remind me so much of my childhood, and, you know, it, they do taste like candy, but with a lot less sugar, a lot less calories, and obviously more protein. There's 110 calories in um, a bar. There's 15 grams of protein and 6 grams of fiber, which should not go overlooked because if you're anything like me and you have stomach issues, you need that fiber to help regulate your day. But again, uh, you can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on for 10 bucks off your first order. That is Promo code locked on for $10 off your first order. How can you say no to that? So, we have a lot to catch up on today. Um, I threw um, a mailbag tweet out on Twitter just to see if anybody had any questions. And we'll be talking about the 24 team playoff arrangement. And you'll hear my opinions on that. And then uh, Hub Cities for um, this playoff tournament thing. And an update on the Canadian and U.S. border. And then I do want to talk about the latest player, Tribune, that has come out. I think that this is one that we all need to talk about and just really, really um, acknowledge the problem and not make excuses. And that is um, hockey is not for everyone by Akeem Elu. And this is just one of those things that it hurt to read, but I will elaborate on that some more after a word from our sponsors. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to 
the show. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. Uh, like I had said before the break, we're going to do a little bit of some heavy hitting today. Uh, so <laughs> the NHL is reporting that there will be a return to play agreement uh, between the Players Association and the league made within the next seven to ten days. Um, I am very interested to see the details of this agreement and what the plan is actually going to look like. I really am curious to see how the league expects players to just kind of uproot their lives and uh, live in a potential hub city (laughs) Um, for God knows how long. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think that resuming the regular season is a good idea. I don't think it's plausible to do that on top of playoffs. I just think that there's a lot at risk here. (laughs) And um, before I go too far, I did just want to say that um, Jess Donahue on Twitter asked me a question. She said, what do you think about the rumored 24 playoff team format? I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think that it throws off what a lot of people were looking for, uh, looking forward to. You know, the rivalries that we tend to see in the first round. Uh, the Battle of Alberta was so highly anticipated, and now I feel like the hype around that obviously died down because we hadn't seen it. Um, and we haven't really had a chance to look forward to it, and we've been more further removed from hockey. But I just think that it's ridiculous. I don't understand why they're doing it. I think that it should just be based off of the standings. Um, before the pause, I don't think that it's really possible to finish the season, and I'm so uncomfortable with the idea of even having playoffs this year. Um, there's just so many people at risk, and it's more than just the hockey players. It's everybody that works at the venue that maintains the hotels they're staying at. It's just, it's their families. It's their livelihood. Like, you don't know what could happen. And I just, I don't know. I hate the uncertainty of things right now. But I do think that there is a possibility of sports happening. But I don't know. But I guess that they are working on, um, or the NHLPA is working on two hub cities and 12 teams would play in each. That's still a lot of people and a lot to risk and (laughs) a lot to walk away from. Um, You don't know what could happen while you're playing and what could happen back home. And it it just makes me so uncomfortable. I'm sorry. And then earlier today, I saw a post about how the U.S. and Canadian border um, will remain closed to all non-essential travel. Um, (laughs) I don't understand how we're going to be able to 
get all the players to hub cities when, um, you know, the borders closed. And I don't know how you're going to get players who returned home to places like Europe and Russia. Is Russia part of Europe? I don't think so. I don't know. That's so embarrassing. But, like, I don't understand how you're going to send a plane out for all of these players like are you gonna do like a recon mission what is this hawaii 5-0 like i don't know i just see like mcgarrett and joe west flying a helicopter out there to save everybody and be like come on let's go play hockey like i just i don't know i hate everything <laughs> i still feel so stupid for being like oh is russia part of europe but it, I, I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now just to make up for this. Because, wow. Um, okay. I <laughs> am Googling this. And I don't think it's part of Europe. <laughs> I just feel so stupid. That's so embarrassing. Yeah, no. Okay, I lied. It's in Eastern Europe. Wow, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyways, um, I just don't know how any of this is going to work. I personally don't understand. I don't think it's worth risking people's lives for a Stanley Cup. I mean, this isn't the Hunger Games we're talking about here. We are talking about hockey. And before I continue on to our next segment, I did just want to take a quick break for our, uh, you know, our sponsors who are so kind to us and who are so wonderful to continue to support us in the Locked On Network through this pandemic when a lot of advertisers are backing out. But I did just kind of want to give a trigger warning because our next segment is talking about racism and violence and hazing. So, yes, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back. So, uh, like I said before the break, this next segment is, it is very heavy. I was not prepared to listen to this or to read it. Um, this is the latest Player Tribune article titled Hockey is Not for Everyone by Akeem Alou. Um, he writes, uh, captioned the article saying, during these difficult past few months, I've done a lot of thinking and self-reflection and decided to tell my story of my journey in my own words. I hope this will inspire the next generation of athletes when things return to normal. So I did retweet this onto the flame or the locked on flames Twitter. This article is one that I think everybody should read. I was sick to my stomach reading this story in his own words. You know, I think there were a lot of articles that surfaced earlier this season that, um, told the story and his experiences, but didn't, but I think hearing it and reading it from him is a lot more powerful and just 
a lot it takes a lot of strength to recount these experiences and to go public with them and oh it just it broke my heart reading this but he talks about um how he just was considered an outsider because of his skin color and he was picked on hazed um assaulted because he was black or because he is black and this um I'm going to read a few excerpts from the article and just kind of talk about um just to get the point across first couple of practices he put tiger bomb in my jock then he took my gear outside and threw it on the roof and then he began to belittle me in front of my teammates the coaches whoever would listen to him he'd make fun of my clothes the way I spoke he was two years older than me and I and a rising star, and he wielded his power over me like I was nothing, like I was subhuman. If you've heard of me, you've heard of the hazing incident that took place that season. Thanks to this guy, that was the way I was introduced to the entire hockey world. I was the kid who couldn't, or I was the kid who wouldn't go along with it, the kid that didn't get the culture. How heartbreaking is that? That's, oh my God, I just, I can't. Stripping 16-year-old boys and shoving them in bathrooms and cranking up the heat. One NHL player called it amusing. You know what I think is amusing? The title for their annual diversity campaign, Hockey is for Everyone. It makes me crack up, because right now, hockey is not for everyone. I learned that when I was 16. This... That same kid, the guy who went on to play over 400 NHL games, came up to me a few days after I refused to take part in his horrific ritual and tapped me on the shoulder during practice. I turned and he shoved his fiberglass stick through my mouth. I lost seven teeth in half a second, blood gushing down my chest into my pants. And that's when I knew. This game is not for me. It has never been. And I never... It never has been, and I knew another thing. I had to fight for my life. He goes on to talk about how um, he fought the kid, and he went, um, when he played in the OHL, he played for um, Steve Downey, who was a racist sociopath. I don't really give a crap what he thinks about the way I just described but um, I'd say it to his face today he had nothing but hate in his heart back then he looked at me and saw a black boy with a weird accent and didn't like me because of it I was attacked because of the color of my skin I knew it then and I knew and I know it even more now so he goes on to talk about how racism had he, he was plagued with racism and incidents that just made him fall out of love with the game and it's so upsetting to see that this is part of the league and this is part of the game and you know we we saw it last week with um the guy from the capitals and how disgusting and misogynistic he is, and how players just talk like that. Hockey is not for everyone, and I have said this. And, you know, you can see it on um, the social media accounts when people wear rainbow shirts or the team changes their 
um, picture to include a rainbow or hockey is for everyone. And they're like, when's my straight pride night? When's this? When's that? And it's just so upsetting. And I think that it is something that the league does need to work on. Um, Sorry, I just, it is so upsetting to see that (laughs) this is just, this is real life. And so many people act like it doesn't exist because it doesn't affect them or it doesn't affect an immediate loved one. Now, back to the article. Um, He says, when Bill Peters looked me in the eye in 2009 in our Rockford Ice Hogs locker room and said that same word I heard in Quebec, I'm sure you can guess what word he's talking about, over and over in front of me and my teammates just because he didn't like my choice of music. It was the same familiar feeling, surrounded by teammates, surrounded by the boys, but completely alone. I felt like I was on the ice in Windsor looking for my teeth. I felt like I was in Quebec looking into the stands. I felt like I was sitting in the kitchen in Kai of watching my father cry. The way he used that word, he completely stripped me of humanity. To him, I was nothing. He made that immensely clear. I am not going to read the rest of this because I think everybody needs to read it for themselves. But please understand that racism is completely unacceptable. And if you have any sort of prejudiced or racist um, undertones or beliefs or anything, please unsubscribe from this podcast, unfollow the social media accounts. I do not want anyone associated with those beliefs um, associated with me. Racism is unacceptable and it is time for a change. It is time for players to take a stand. And I really do hope that Akeem's story inspires all of us to take a stand against those who vocalize their hatred based on somebody's skin color or sexual orientation or the way that they talk. It's time for that to end. And it's time for us to speak up and make it stop. So with that, I will um, wrap it up and (laughs) we'll see you guys next week. Remember to check out BuiltBar.com and promo code LOCKEDON for 10 bucks off of your first order. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.